Welcome to Lift Up Nations. I'm Rob Leach, and today's episode is about the blood of Jesus. As we all know, the covenant of the blood of Jesus has powerful benefits. The old covenant was confirmed by sacrificing animals to God, and their blood became a sign of mercy as the animal became the substitute for the guilt of the person. Then Jesus came along and brought new covenant with his own blood. All other covenants made in the past had limitations, but there's no limitation of the covenant we have with Jesus Christ because the death on the cross gave us everlasting covenant with Jesus. And that brings me to 1 Corinthians 11.25. In the same way, after supper, he took a cup saying, This cup is my new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. When you have a covenant, it's an agreement between two or more people with terms and conditions. The covenant Jesus made with us was much more than a verbal agreement or a contract as we would know today. Jesus made a powerful statement on the cross as he died for our sins, crucified for our iniquities, and pierced for our sins. When Jesus laid down his own life for ours, he made an internal covenant with us that can never be broken, undermined, or reversed. And this agreement with God himself cannot be revoked because of the blood of the Son was shed for us. Having a covenant with God is similar to a marriage covenant, yet far more powerful. In the same way that two become one in marriage, when you enter a covenant with God, you become one with him. And just like the higher covenant that you would, that any you could ever have entered into or any enforced upon you from birth, when you enter a covenant of blood of Jesus Christ, it supersedes everything, any other covenant that you've ever made in your entire life. The blood of Christ speaks on our behalf as a covenant and breaks all power of all other covenants we have had in our life. So there's a lot of benefits to the blood of Christ. The first one is mercy. Um, we could see this when in Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, Cain was jealous of God uh, when he was when he was rejected his offerings, but God accepted Abel's offerings, so Cain ended up killing his own brother. The day he killed Abel, he did not just kill Abel, he killed an entire generation of families to come. The blood of Abel was screaming for the throne of God to be avenged. Because the generations confided with in Abel would never see the light of day after he died. 
So you ask, why does the Bible say Jesus' blood speaks better than Abel's? Jesus came, like Abel, offered a better sacrifice than his brother. So you had the Sadducees and the Pharisees that were jealous of Jesus. And also with the Romans and the other Jews, they sentenced Jesus to death. But here's the problem. The same jealousy that Cain transferred through bloodline, it actually affected the future of Abel's family in the future. When Jesus came to the land on earth, the same spirit of Cain came after him, which was evil. The difference between the death of Abel and the death of Jesus is that when they killed Jesus, the blood that went before the throne of God did not cry for vengeance or anger. It cried for mercy. Um, that's what we have in this life. Uh, merciful God. Um, and even Jesus, when it happened, says, Father, forgive them. For they do not they do not know what they do, which is Luke twenty three thirty four. Instead of taking the spirit of vengeance upon himself, Jesus took on the spirit of mercy for everyone, and. Mercy overrides judgment, which is James 2.13. When you're covered by the blood of God, when you're covered by the blood of Jesus, let me say, it screams mercy over your life. We need to come to a revelation that everything we require in life requires some kind of mercy. There is no space for condemnation or guilt because Jesus' blood speak redemption and forgiveness. The second thing that's a benefit of Jesus' blood is the forgiveness of sin. That comes in Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. In our life, we all sin. We are all sinners. Um, the only perfect one in the world was Jesus. Um, and, you know, we could be a perfectionist. We can be, uh, try to do the best we can in the life we were given. And still we fall short. Sin, in layman terms, is defined as missing the mark. The mark is to worship God through his son, Jesus. To not recognize Jesus as Lord 
and Savior is a sin. But sin, if you want the true definition of what the Word of God says, it's fornication, adultery, lying, stealing, pride, arrogance, etc. There's more, but those are the main ones. The blood of Jesus doesn't only deal with the sin, but the sins as well. You know, Jesus is 100% about forgiveness. And when we don't forgive people, we are doing an injustice to Jesus. He forgave us of our sins. So why should we not forgive other people of theirs? When somebody gives their life to Jesus, you know, we've all done stuff that's wrong. And it's not in the straight biblical sense of what God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit wants us to do. But in all that, the enemy tries relentlessly to guilt you or to convince you that what you have done in life is beyond being forgiven by God. But in the Bible, when you actually repent, all is forgiven. And that is that that is under Hebrews 12:24, the New King James Version. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Which means you repent, you ask God for forgiveness, and the old becomes new. Now, there's other things that could play a part in your life, like generational sin or curses. But Jesus' blood cancels those. Um, the problem is, is that Ignorance empowers curses. But when you come to the truth of Jesus Christ, the truth sets you free. And then Jesus' blood breaks all the power of all the curses that are on your life. Number three. Justification. Jesus' blood provides justification. Romans 5, 9. Since we have now been justified in his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? So, if we want to break down justification, justification is a process through which a person is declared not guilty. If you know and you've um, been saved, the blood of Jesus Christ cleans you. 
as if you never had sin before, but we're sinners. So we keep repeating that cycle. The only problem is that some of us keep sinning, but don't go back to God and try to get it right. We don't repent. We don't say what we've done wrong. We don't come to Jesus with all our damage. And God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit wants our damage. You know, we lived. We've dealt with all this stuff. You might have been beaten. You might have been abused. You might have been verbally abused. You might have uh, been sexually abused. All these things God can take and turn it for good. Just as if the blood justifies you. And because you're justified, you are anointed and spared of God's wrath. According to God's judicial system, a sin cannot be punished twice. Because Jesus took all the punishment, none of that punishment can be accounted for you anymore. As you stand before God justified and righteous, your past is over. And the door of destiny stands open before you. So you go from being broken, damaged, sinful person to restored. The blood of Jesus speaks on your behalf and completely cleanses you in the eyes of God. But you are justified because of the justice of Jesus, not by your own ability. You can deal with everything that comes in your life, but you need to put it and bring it to the foot of the cross so God can cleanse you, purify you, and make you right with God. So that brings me to number four. Mind you, there's seven of these. Um, Jesus' blood pro provides protection. You know, back when... Uh, Exodus 12, 7, 12, and 13. Then they are to take some blood and put it on the sides and the tops of the door frames of the houses they were, they were to eat the lambs. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all gods of G Egypt. I am Lord. The blood will be the sign for which on your houses, where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Now, this is very powerful. Um, out of all the stuff that I've read about the blood, this is one of the most profound um, statements of Jesus' blood. You know, as we 
are covered and protected by Jesus' blood. In Exodus 12, God was going to put his wrath on Egypt, both containing Egypt, Egyptians and Jews. Anyone that owned a piece of land was under that same judgment. But the key was the blood. The key to the blood was that you shall not be harmed. No one was spared because they were called Israelites. They were only spared by blood. If you failed to follow the instructions from God and apply the blood to your doorframe, God strike you, struck you down. And most people know that there's some kind of mystery in the blood of Jesus that cannot be understood or comprehended by darkness or Satan himself. But when we enter into a relationship with God, the covenant with Jesus stands for us. If we invoke the mystery in the blood, then we are too protected, even in the land we live in, falls under judgment and affliction. Understand that those who have applied the blood to their doorposts were not really understood as good people. That doesn't mean that they, they were sinners, just like all of us. But they simply entered a covenant of the blood when they put it on their uh, doorposts. But they were not spared because of their good deeds. It was only because of the blood. The door is the place of weakness in a wall. When people want to attack something, they attack the weakest point, just like the devil or just like Satan. So what they do, no matter where, how strong the walls were, they usually always bust in the door like a police officer or they come there. They don't go and try to bust through your wall. They come and bust through your door. So that's why God wanted to put the blood around the door frame of the house. So God commanded Israelites to apply the blood at the weak point. We must invoke your blood over the weakness. If you're arrogant or lustful, for the example, then the Lord will forgive you and deliver you. And then the decree that you engage in the mystery of blood, Jesus' blood in that area of weakness, take the blood, put it over the weakness, so the enemy does not take advantage of you. And so that when temptation comes, the blood of Jesus will protect you and will stand steadfast. The key in the spirit is that Jesus' blood protects the gates of our lives. Number five, we are healed by the blood. Isaiah 53, 5. 
but we, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we were healed. Healing is not a function of righteousness. It's a function of blood. You are healed because Jesus gave his body for you. When you are sick, you invert virtue in his blood. His body was broken, so yours doesn't have to be broken. Sickness may come in life, but stand against it by invoking the blood of Jesus. Number six, we are sanctified by the blood. Hebrews 10, 10. By that, will he have sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all? As, as, as believers and believing in Jesus, we are washed spotless and clean and sanctified in his blood. Sanctification, it means you are set aside for something greater. Being that we are set aside from God, affection and jealousy, we are an apple of his eye. When we are sanctified, we are no longer common, but royalty in heaven. And as such, we gain internal value. Royalty and divinity is the home within our bodies that were placed there by God. Number seven, we are redeemed by the blood. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. King, King, New, King, New King James Version. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. The concept of redemption is very powerful. When we redeem something is to buy back or take away. Paul loved using this terminology. You know, at the times we were slaves, we were bought and sold. A slave would be redeemed by being brought back to the ownership of the master. When a slave committed sin or run away from his master, the punishment was death. The concept of self-righteousness or self-redemption was applied. A slave could work towards his own redemption by paying the right redemption to the owner. The Christian part of redemption is that we were sold on the market of sin and slavery. Satan was our master. Jesus redeemed us. He came and, play, and paid a price by giving his own blood for all of our sins. You know, God sits here Send Jesus down to forgive us of all our sins. You know, he didn't have to. He wanted to. He loved us that much that he sent his own son to, to pay the ultimate price for our sins. Have you ever wondered about your value in life? Or the value of Jesus' blood, of what he did for us? 
Maybe you should think about that. Maybe you should take some time and think about being as selfishness, selflessness as Jesus was, that he didn't even want to do it, but he did it anyway because God wanted him to. And he knew that Judas was going to kill him or get him to be killed. But he still sat with him, broke bread with him, and knew what was coming while he could see everything playing out. But Jesus bought us with his own blood, which means our value is the life of Jesus. And Jesus is God. So how priceless and precious are you to him? To be bought with his very own blood and sacrificed himself for you. When you when it means you're redeemed, it means you are set free. But some people in this world, Satan owns you because you're not redeemed by Jesus. So when you're brought back and by your own will, you can choose to serve Jesus because we have free will. He gives you the freedom to decide for yourself who you want to uh, put your life in. The redemption of the blood grants you free to decide what you, who you want to serve. You're not serve, you, Nobody is, is forced to serve Jesus. Nobody is forced to serve Satan. But we have free will to decide what we want. My personal thing, I lay down my life for Jesus. I lay my life down for the Holy Spirit and for God. I, I fully believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I will do everything in my power, as well as this podcast, to get the message out to people and make them understand that you are loved you are wanted, and you are needed in this world. God put you here for a reason. Jesus died for you for a reason, and the Holy Spirit guides you for a reason. But the, in, the, in the whole world, few people who even acknowledge and serve Jesus the, the right way. Unless you make a genuine choice in your life to serve Jesus, darkness will rule over your, your body and who you are. But Satan doesn't have a single right over you. If he doesn't have the right, then why is he still persecuting me, people ask. Because you know why? Because Satan wants to seek, destroy, be a lawbreaker, a thief, and a liar to you. You know, if we take it in terms of general life, a normal thief out on the that, that gets arrested breaks the law. So we go and buy alarm systems, we buy cameras, videos, all the stuff to protect our stuff. You know, electric fences for our things, for our animals, and so on and so on. But the 
revelation of the mystery of the blood is your spiritual protection, which is a, a internal alarm system to let you know that Satan's around, enemies around, and when to invoke the the Jesus invoke Jesus's blood when the enemy comes around to attack. That goes back to First James five eight. Be be alert and of sober mind. The devil, the enemy, is lurking around like a praying like a roaring lion, waiting for someone to devour him. So I hope that you would be thinking about taking Jesus as your savior today. Um, I know that it's very hard to, in this world, to believe everything that's said, but I'm a testimony that I've, I've seen God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit work through my life. Uh, he was the one that told me to do this podcast. So um, I'm hoping it reaches the right people. I hope that you uh, take these messages that I record and send them to people that you know so we can expand the kingdom and grow and plant seeds for people that are lost and people that don't have God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit in their life. But... I will leave you with this. This is my lift up moment. In life, you're either in light or you're in darkness. If you're in darkness, everything looks bleak. Everything is always a problem. Everything becomes a situation. You never see the light. When the light shines in, it makes everything clear and you get more clarity in the life that you are living. And the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can save you from any spiritual warfare, any um, justification, redemption. Those are the things that you need to look at. Jesus washes us whiter than snow when we're in the blood of Jesus. And you're you're ushered into an eternity by the blood of the Lamb. Now, the good thing is, is that when you do take Jesus as your Savior and get baptized, Satan cannot transgress or trans... Jesus cannot transgress or trespass on Jesus' blood. So you're protected, you're covered. Everything you feel will always be uh, protected by God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And that brings me to my prayer. Dear Lord, I pray for everybody who listens to this podcast. I hope that this episode reaches some people about how to search for Jesus, ask for Jesus, take Jesus as your Savior. He's good. He's going to turn everything to good from all your transgressions, your issues, your problems, your uh, anxiety, your depression. Everything can be changed in the blood of Jesus. 
just, you need to take that step. And I pray that every person that listens to this, if they're not a believer, that they become a believer and they believe that Jesus died on a cross for them and took away all our sins. And just remember that life is hard. It doesn't need to be hard. If you focus your eyes on Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, they will protect you, save you, and guide you in your walk with God and have you on the right track with God's plan. In Jesus' name, amen. And that brings me to my announcements. If you'd like to come on my show or be a special guest, or if you uh, would like to be baptized in Lewis Beach, which would be a live event, or come on to my show and do a live testimony of what happened in your life and how you came to Jesus, you can reach out, call, text at 302-313-6190, or you can email us at liftupnations at gmail.com. And that being said, God bless. Until next time.